Welcome back to episode two of The Step Back. I'm your host, Robert Aguirre, and alongside me, as always, we got Matt Children and Marlon Taylor. What's good with you two today? What's up, man? Another busy day. Actually, it wasn't that busy. I took a two-hour nap, but I had a lot of potential plans for today. Um, no, I was running around from when I woke up to basically right now. Uh, I woke up because we got my house getting some renovations done. So those dudes came in at the crack of dawn. And then I had to go to Crown Point and break down some stuff and Hello, back to practice. And then back to practice. And then practice just ended. So uh, here I am. You got the most renovated house in him. <laughs> It's always getting Facts. renovated. Facts. <laughs> always something going on. But yeah, That's today I, I was kind of busy today too, man. Uh, I mean, today uh, was mine and, mine and Lily's anniversary. So we went downtown. Yeah, we went to that, that Van Gogh. Thank you. We went to that Van Gogh thing. It was actually pretty cool, but it was really short. Like you said, it was hella immersive. <laughs> it was hella immersive. Like I was, <laughs> I, I was in the painting. I ain't even gonna lie. Um, but it was solid. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it was just short. Like I thought it was gonna be a lot longer. Would you eat? You know, that's oh. what I care about. Would you eat? Yeah. Take a guess. Take a guess. You're gonna. I think you're gonna help. You're gonna like what I have to say. Seafood? No, nah, it wasn't seafood. I'll give you one guess. We don't want to spend too much time on this, but Mexican? it was in, it was in Chicago. It was in Chicago. Ricabines? No, you're close though. <laughs> it Connie's. Oh. Connie's pizza. <laughs> swear to God. Yeah, swear to God, we had Connie's. That's that's a week. Let's look, you got a week. Oh, but you went to Little Italy, right? <laughs> we went to Little Italy yesterday, so we had Connie's. We wanted pizza. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, you you care more about the immersion than the food today. But um no, I had a Connie's sausage pizza with some pepperoni. <laughs> <laughs> But, that was one of my fantasy team names a few years ago. Oh, I'm my sorry. God. <laughs> I'm not going to be talking as much about fantasy this week. I lost but yeah. for the first time. I mean, it was so. solid, though. So it was a cool day. Uh, went to that Van Gogh thing. If you want to go, you should check it out. I mean, if you're, if you're into art, like if you're not into art, don't go. I'll be honest. Just don't. Um, but, you know, speaking of Chicago, um, it was a good time down there. And it was a good, you know, solid. I don't know how long he was there. Um, but Joakim Noah finally retired. Um, no, I, I'd say he's a Bulls legend for everything he did for the city, especially in that year when D Rose was hurt, finishing third in MVP voting, all defensive player, all NBA defensive player of the year, two time all star. Joakim Noah finally hangs it up. What do you think, Choder? I mean, I'm just I'm happy he retired as a Bull. It felt weird the last couple of years that he wasn't in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked him in Memphis, so I ain't gonna lie. Memphis was dope, but uh, he, I'm pretty sure he's in Chicago about eight years. Yep, eight years. It's uh, just a fact check here, real quick. But no, I mean, big time uh, fan of Joking No, he's a good dude. Uh, I think that was well deserved, and I'm just happy that he's retired and now just enjoying life. You know? Yeah. And one like shout out to Joakim Noah. He was a I think you could say he's a Bulls legend. But one thing is like. I don't think he really gets the full recognition he deserves because his game was like hideous. He kind of had like a uh, he. But you think about it, he kind of had like a Jokic type game. He was he was better defensively than Jokic because wasn't he like? Did he win a defensive player? Of the yeah, and uh, in third in the season he finished third in MVP, yeah, third in defensive MVP. player of the year. He was an All Star, maybe an All Star starter, but he had like a really good season. But like he was he was known as like a the best big passer in the league. <laughs> He wasn't really a scorer like that. And he, we all know he had the, the worst form of all time. But, I mean, he was a solid player. He And he uh, he would bring the ball up the court sometimes. Like, he was a pretty mobile big. And uh, I think that kind of was like a little bit before his time because you see that a lot more now. Mm-hmm. The crazy part is we we recognize him as a great passer. But for his career, he, he, let, he averaged less than three assists per game. Yeah. But that but, that season, he averaged what, like it was six, five or six. Five and that's like that's five a lot. And yeah, that's a lot for a, a defensive. I mean, for a, for a center. Yeah, like shout out to him, center. man. He was yeah. his biggest moment in Chicago. I was like his rookie or his second year when he stole that ball against the Celtics in the playoffs, dunked it on yeah, Paul that, Pierce, fourth game seven. 
I, I man, I remember watching that game like it was yesterday. Like I like in those moments, you know, you just erupt out of your seat. I wasn't at the game, but I'm saying like I just erupted uh, in my house. Like I couldn't believe it. Jump! I swore I jumped super high. I didn't get on the ground, but <laughs> I, I was screaming. Too. He's one of those players that, uh, like, you really appreciate on the team who's – I mean, even though he did prove himself to be kind of a star, just like a dirty work star, but, like, mm. like he's one of those players that you need to win, like a Marcus Smart or a yeah. – a, a Rodman. Like, just one of those gritty – yeah, Rodman. Yeah, shout-out to Joe yeah, shout-out to him. Shout-out to Joe Keem. Uh, I wonder if the I don't think they'll, they'll retire his number, but it's something that could definitely be uh, talked about for what he did uh, for Chicago. Um, but, you know, going into some more NBA news um, from today, um, you know, the Hawks fired their coach, Lloyd Pierce, after about two and a half seasons. Um, I know this season they've been battling some injuries, mm-hmm. but it's not really a surprise because this team has been such a huge disappointment this year. Um, even without the injuries, uh, I, I honestly thought they were going to make the playoffs last year. I thought for sure they were going to be in contention this year. They're still not in. Um, and Nate McMillan actually replaced him as the interim coach. And I thought McMillan should have had a job heading into the season, but he wanted to take the season off. Um, but I thought this, this was a matter of time with how bad they were playing. It's something that hadn't really crossed my mind, but I mean, it does make sense. They they are underperforming, but I think uh, I think they could have gave him a little slack. How long has he been there? Two and a half years. Uh, well, I think they could have gave him a little slack. Oh, okay, because okay. uh, like they've had serious injuries, like Gallinari misses games. Like even even like every main player they've had has played this season, but like they're never all in together. Like they uh. Because they have a good roster. I just think it's hard to, like, try to find uh, a synergy when everybody's out. It's like whack-a-mole. Mm-hmm. Like, you always – there's always a player missing. Rondo yeah. misses games. Chris Dunn still hasn't played. Oh, yeah. And Bogdanovich is supposed to be, like, one of their best players. He yeah. he hasn't played in a while. DeAndre Hunter on my fantasy team, He he's out. He's been out for a while. And he's uh, one of their top defense players. I mean, and I know their bases are like Trey Young and John Collins, but I think they've done okay for what they got. But uh, I'm glad that they that Nate McMillan is getting the chance. I think he is a good coach, and I think uh, he can't turn the team around. The only thing is, uh, as an interim coach, it's weird trying to like get a new culture going midseason. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a tough task for him. But uh, I think if if they let him stay for a while, he can figure it out by next season. I think. <laughs> Um, yeah, I was just gonna just kind of go off that. I mean, they just had they just had injuries all year, and he's been there three years. And he was like, this was I think this is like his first like head coaching gig, and he came in as an assistant from I want to say it was Philly. Uh, so, and he's kind he seemed like that kind of coach that you bring in when you are rebuilding, like at the start of your rebuild. Yeah. Like this was only a matter of time whether they were, you know, like winning or not. And this year they definitely should have been winning, but you know, injuries happen and it is what it is. And uh, another thing that uh, I think kind of went unnoticed is like John Collin, there's been like some turmoil supposedly in the reports that John Collin like wants out, him and Trey don't get along. And so that kind of stuff adds up. And then that kind of reflects like the coach should have figured that out. Like, you know, if that was like a real problem when you're two stars mm-hmm. or like, you know, just fighting with each other. Like there's, there's gotta be some control in that locker room. Um, so yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked. I mean, they haven't been winning, but not winning this year. I mean, how many years are you going to give this kid here or this coach? <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, no shock there. And Nate McMillan, I think, uh, I think that's a good hire. I'm excited about that to see what he does. He did. A, I felt like he did a pretty good job at Indiana besides like the, you know, playoffs or whatever, but I felt like, um, he helped, he helped like bring the Pacers back after losing Paul George. Um, so I think he'll do good in Atlanta for sure. Definitely. I think it's also great. You know, you're bringing in a veteran coach, uh, like you said, with everything on the Pacers. So you're bringing a veteran coach with an insanely young team. I think the, I think the Hawks are the youngest team in the league. If they're not, they've got to be really close. Um, but also bringing in McMillan, he's someone who's going to be able to, um, really help the young guys grow. Um, and it's also great to see another uh, minority coach get hired in the NBA as well. Um, it's all, uh, you know, the players love to see it. Um, NBA PA uh, and other coaches, they want it um, more as well. So it's great to see him. And McMillan, he deserved a job anyways. He wanted to sit mm-hmm. the season out. 
he was going to come back next year. Uh, so it's great to see him just jump back in now. In the meantime, get a head start with them. Hopefully he's the interim coach. So hopefully they extend him for next year. And the next year they could, could get the jump. Cause I mean, as right now they're going to get a high pick. Um, so that's one thing they definitely need. Uh, you don't know what's going to happen with Collins. Honestly, they should flip Collins, try to get some picks or get a solid young player. And then, I mean, you're already deep at the guard. You're already deep at the forward position. I mean, like the the wing position, excuse me. You don't know what's going to happen with Capella, but there's that one boy, Evan Mobley, over there at USC. I honestly think that Evan Mobley would be real nice with Trey Young. Um, But speaking of coaches, you know, you're going from the – I want to say the worst of the worst, but you're going from a coach at the bottom of the tier who just got fired. You also had Ryan Saunders who just got fired. A lot of coaches Also, quick point. When is Scott Burke's going to get fired? <laughs> I don't think I don't he know. can. At this point, I don't think he can. Isn't he the general manager, too, though? I have no idea. I don't know. I mean, I it thought would he make was more the general sense manager. if he was, but fire him. Yeah, he's just not. I don't understand how Lloyd Pierce can get fired, but yeah, Scott Brooks is <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's And he's got a better team. Yeah. Well, they are picking inj- it up injuries now, have but, hit, injuries still. have hit him, but you have better players. That's what I'm where I'm going at. Your Westbrook and Beer. Some's got to go. Their system just isn't good no. anyway. Like they're just not well coached. You can tell. It's rough. It's, it's got to eventually. Maybe maybe they're waiting for the end of the year. I don't know. All star break something. But Scott Bro's got to go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, you're going from the uh, the bottom coaches. But there's some coaches that are killing it this year. Some of their teams, man. Um, you know, I got two guys in the running right now for coach of the year. Because, you know, this is the midseason award show here, uh, here at the Step Back. So we're going to start it out with Marlon, who you got uh, as your coach of the year. Uh, I think this one's easy. Um, I do have honorable mentions, but I don't think it's, like, really close right now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's by far Quinn Snyder. He's been a good coach. But uh, you have guys like Budenholzer and uh, and Frank Vogel and stuff. You got guys who, like, are number one seeds and they – they always have a good team. But now Utah is picking it up. And I think you can contribute this specifically to Quinn Snyder and the rest of his coaching staff because their roster barely changed, if at all. And they're playing like their improvements are coming because of system changes. They're shooting a bunch of threes. They have a lot of guys who can actually make threes and I guess he just realized, like, Utah is not going to pick up any big free agents. They have – I mean, that's the reason they signed Rudy Gobert to such a big contract because you got to keep all the good pieces you can while while you have them. I mean, you yeah. got Donovan Mitchell who's – but, like, <clears throat> all of their success is just coming off of system changes and just doing something extreme to try and uh, put your team over the top. And it's working out really well for them right now. Yeah, they're they're four and four. And <laughs> what are they going like a twenty-three and four run now? Yeah, I think they've won twenty out of their last twenty-three games. It's it's disgusting. Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Scott Schroeder. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Real quick, I did have some honorable mentions. Uh, my bad. Uh, Doc Rivers and uh, Ty Lue too. I think Ty Lue's doing really well. Um, the Clippers did had a solid season last year, but uh, I think they're actually playing together a lot better now, and they're doing mm-hmm. better than they were last year. They actually have a system. It's not just two talented guys checking up shots. And then shout out to Doc Rivers too. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I got Quinn Snyder as well. I mean, I'm just I don't even got. I'm not even going to go into it as much. I mean, yeah, first seed in the West. He's been a good coach. Uh, and they're finally figuring it out, and uh, he's got them, you know, playing well. They move the ball well, um, and I think he's just like a good leader to have for that group. So I mean, he's just and with that, you can't argue with the record. So um, he's definitely like my front runner. Uh, but I actually have an honorable mention. Um, I don't want to say runner up. Well, maybe runner up for me, but obviously there's the other top coaches like Frank Vogel and Doc Rivers and stuff. But one guy I'd like to mention is Tom Thibodeau uh, because he's got the Knicks like he's I despise the Knicks like I hate that I like shout out Max shout out Max though yeah like I am not I'm not big on the Knicks so you like you gotta be doing something real good for me to shout out the Knicks and yeah 
just shout out Tibbs, man. He's last year, they like ended the season, even though it was like COVID or whatever, at 21 and 45. And they were just big old, like everyone's laughing at them because they were supposed to have this, you know, they're supposed to get KD and Kyrie. But it's like, dude, just that franchise is looked at as a joke for the last couple of years. But it shouldn't be because it's in the, you know, the greatest city, like, you know, one of the greatest cities of all time. But this year, I mean, they're not, they don't have a great record, but they're sitting at fourth in the East. Mm-hmm. And that's like insane. And like, they're over 500 now. Yeah. Over 500. Still got to chill on those minutes, though. Yeah, <laughs> he does. <laughs> but he's got Julius Randle playing well. He's like everyone like last year was bashing Julius Randle because they thought he was a bad yeah. player. He's he's come in and made Julius Randle an all star. RJ Barrett, everyone thought he's a bust. He's having a great year. You bring in Derek Rose and like they just they just look like they're having fun and they're just they're just playing really good basketball. So shout out to Tips. Yeah, I, I, I like that more one. A shout out than a uh, than an actual coach of the year candidate, but shout that, out to him. I I would also like to give like this isn't he's not on my list, but for what he's been able to do this year, mm-hmm. shout out to Billy Donovan. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for, oh, yeah. For, for my Chicago Bulls, Billy yeah. Donovan this year, um, same exact roster as last year, same exact one, and we're actually competing in every single game. Just shows how much of a bum Jim Boylan was. Um, he yeah. turned Zach <laughs> into an all-star. I mean, you got Mr. the young, young paw in uh, Pat Williams. Uh, and you see how our defense is so much more improved as well when Wendell's out there. Even though we can't stop big men yet, it's I mean it's kind of hard when you have a six eight big man trying to guard Joel Embiid. Uh, yeah, not the one I'll give him that. It's a little hard. Um, but shout out shout out Billy Donovan. I really love what he's doing with our boys up uh, in Chicago. Um, and it's a clean sweep. I have Quinn Snyder too. Uh, there's really no discussion right now unless the Jazz fall off a cliff, um, but I don't see it happening. But my runner up that I have right now. Uh, someone you guys haven't mentioned yet, which is a little surprising to me, but uh, Monty Williams. I think I know where you're going. Monty Williams. Oh, no, I'm still. Uh, Monty Williams. Some, I feel like Co- Coach of the Year always has a lot of competition. Yeah, and what Monty Williams has been doing with the Suns this year, man, you know, they're sitting fourth in the West right now, 22-11 and 11 record, is absolutely killing it. Bringing in Chris Paul was absolutely huge for this team. Um, I mean, it's a complete yeah. difference, completely different. Uh, the whole atmosphere, everything. So Monty Williams, he's been he's killing it, killing it in Phoenix. Um, but yeah, it's a Queens, uh, it's a clean sweep. Quinn Snyder, <laughs> yeah, that, you like that. Uh, but uh, also another honorable mention, Steve Nash. I I forgot about him too, especially with that run that the uh, this just went on. And yeah. they they like they haven't played that many games together, all three of them, but they win with ever with any combination. So yeah, shout out to Steve Nash. He's doing pretty good. I think that's a lot of Mike D'Antoni too. D'Antoni. Definitely, it, definitely. <laughs> Steve Nash shows a lot on the <laughs> sideline, but D'Antoni D'Antoni's killing. Uh, but next we'll go, you know, we got our surprises like coaches and a big reason some players, uh, you know, coaches help a lot, especially with some rookies, some rookies. They need the really good coaches to get where they got to be. So we're going to go with our rookie of the year and we're going to start this one over with Marlon. Um, Marlon. Who you got as your rookie of the year? I feel like this is a queen. Uh, <laughs> you got me saying it too. <laughs> queen sweep. Clean sweep as well, uh, because I think it's a clear LaMelo and not even the hype thing, because I mean, he is a pretty exciting player, but it's mostly the storyline of it. But as far as just results on the court, like he's actually contributing to a solid team. Like I thought that the Hornets mm. was going to be like the worst team in the league. Definitely. Bonds. And yeah, and there's a lot of teams that are actually uh, doing like a lot better than you would expect. Like you got the, like you said, the Bulls, the the Knicks, and then uh, the Hornets. And Melo is a big piece of piece of that. And I like how you see his progression throughout the year. Like it's like been kind of slow, but it's also been steady, and it hasn't been a like there hasn't been a big like inconsistency. It's it's been a consistent performance. Like. He's averaging 15, 6, and 6, which are really good numbers for a uh, for a, a guy who's a veteran. But for yeah. Ricky, that's really good. And it and the part that I, I like about him that I was unsure about is he's actually making really good decisions and mm-hmm. he's taking he's he's shooting pretty efficiently too. So it, I think it's LaMelo. But uh honorable mention is Tyrese Halliburton. I didn't know too much about him, but <laughs> yeah. I know Stephen A wanted him to go to the Knicks. And I think that would have been a really good pickup for the Knicks. Uh but um he just playing really well, like uh, kind of almost like Lamelo. Like he just fits a role really well. Mm-hmm. He's a six man. I think he's like a shooting guard or a small forward. But uh, he plays like the point shooting guard. He's like a six five shooting oh, guard. Okay, okay. But yeah, yeah, he's a um, 
I, just, I really like players like that that kind of just fit into their role and do exactly what they're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's really good coming from a, a guy that's a young player because that's something you kind of expect from like an older veteran guy. So I think he has a good career ahead of him. Shout out to LaMelo too. Uh, Chowdy? Uh, yeah, I mean, I got LaMelo too. Uh, basically for the same reasons, but uh, just a couple key points I think I've looked at uh, outside of the numbers. I'll get to the numbers in a second, but like Charlotte is just like every, everyone's tuning in to like watch that team. Like even though they're sitting at an eight spot, there's people are like, you know, Charlotte's a problem. And like they have good young players like they just needed someone to kind of, you know, push them. And I think LaMelo is like he's definitely come in with like this, like according to like everyone in the league, LaMelo has like this like positive energy around him and like which is surprising to me because I followed the ball family and he always seemed like he was never really like like kind of locked in he was always like they always called it like a Kardashian vibe Mm -hmm. like but now it's but I could see it like in things that I've watched like he's just like he's just excited he's just excited to be there and he's like he's making the right play he's like he's the first guy you see hyping up Malik Monk yesterday after a game winner like yeah that kind of stuff like it goes a long way like everyone like people are gonna want to play with that kid you know but I mean yeah he's his numbers he was averaging 14 6 and 6 on the season but like since he got inserted into the starting lineup he's sitting at 20 he's sitting at 20.6 assists six rebounds like that's crazy like, as a rookie yeah, he jumped so, like yeah so um and obviously, like the media votes for that, and like the media, the media is all about Melo Ball. Uh-huh. Um, but my second, who I have runner up, is Tyrese Halliburton as well. He's kind of yeah, he averages like almost the same numbers, but he doesn't have the balls much, so they're a little bit lower. Um, and I'm surprised of like how well he fits in Sacramento, to be honest. Because like when they picked him, I was like, that's a great pick, like at 12 or what, 13 or whatever. Yeah, it was. But, like, 12. Yeah, they have they have Deer and Fox and Buddy Heald and like guys that like already have the ball in their hands. I'm like, how is that going to work? <laughs> like, but I mean, he's come in and like you, Marlon said, he plays his role. Um, uh, so, and he's also like, he's a, he seems like a like kid who's just excited to be there no matter what his role is right now. Uh, and shout out to both of them for making it work. Cause they didn't really have a preseason. Usually that's where rookies kind of get their footing. And like both yeah. of them have kind of just used the yeah, season and just taking what they can, you know? Yeah. And one, um, one thing I wanted to throw in too was what you said about LaMelo Ball. You know, he's coming in um, with the attitude, and um, you know, of, a, of like of a leader and uh, the players around him really embraced it. But one thing I really think helped him was actually playing professionally. So he's, yeah. he, he has, he has a veteran mindset as a 19 year old, which is crazy because a mm-hmm. lot of players don't have that. A lot of them, they're kids when they come in. He's still a kid, but he's played with grown men already. So he yeah. knows that. And he also has his brother, Lonzo, who's in the league. So he's probably talked to him. He's mentored him. You know, he's going to listen to him. He's his and older he's been, brother. He's been playing against older guys since he was young, too. Yeah, he's, he played what? Um, He played when he was, like, in, like, fourth grade, playing with, like, Lonzo, like, um, yeah. in travel. So it's it's crazy how everything worked in that way. Um, And I wanted to go one more thing about how you were saying. Because, well, I have, I have LaMelo as my rookie of the year. It's a, it's a clean sweep. Um, yeah. But, yeah, shout out <laughs> Halliburton. Um, it's This one's not really a discussion. Um, But one thing, you know, everyone's tuning into Hornets games. And it's not just because of the, the players. Because because of those announcers, bro, those <laughs> announcers are amazing. Like, uh, I, I don't I know like if I've heard some stuff, but no, I can't because remember when he was I'm like, I love it when Miles Bridges dunks the ball because he's like, Miles Bridges. And it's like, <laughs> relax, bro. Like, he, like they're nuts. The, like, nuts. I, I, I want them to announce the all-star game. I really want them to do the all-star game. I think it'd be amazing. Cause this dude screams. I don't know how he has a voice after the games. Um, look that up. But it, uh, I really like uh, Lamelo. Um, he's really he proved a lot of people wrong. A lot of people thought he's going to be a bust, especially because of his shooting. Um, and one thing yeah. a lot of people always talked about: he couldn't shoot free throws. He shooting eighty percent from the free throw line this year. Yeah. And he gets to the line. That's yeah, a, like, he's really really good. He's shooting thirty five percent from three. You want to see that improve? But for a rookie, that's solid. That's really solid. Mm-hmm. And he's actually one of eight rookies ever to average 10, five, five and a sit and a steal and a half in the first 30 games of the season. So he's doing historical things yeah. and he's, he's only going to build up from me. He, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit for this dude. I mean, when you're a six, eight point guard, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're going to kill it. Um, and not just, he has a handle too. A oh, really good handle. yeah. And I just want to give one more shout out. He, he's not going to win rookie of the year, um, but shout out Anthony Edwards for the dunk of the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I never seen total. something so violent. Um, a beast. Yeah. So next we'll go 
Um, I'm afraid that this one might be a clean well, sweep too. One more uh, statement, just one quick statement on uh, the rookies. I I just wanted to bring up how good of a point that was that Chandler made about the preseason. I didn't really think about that, but this is a really rough time to be a rookie. They didn't have their their draft was super late. They didn't really have uh, they didn't have summer league. They didn't have preseason, and. With COVID, I'm, I'm sure practice was probably not as like uh, consistent as it should have been. So like the, that makes it even more impressive that like Lamelo and uh, Tyrese Halliburton are playing so well with their team, and the way they're playing is like really like in tune with their team. So it's actually more impressive that they're doing that. And it's actually harder too, not even on um on a basketball aspect, but just on the aspect of learning your teammates as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's one thing that it's because you got to build the chemistry. You can't play on the core of people you don't know. Um, so that's one thing I really like. So good job, Choder. Good job. I like that a lot. <laughs> I say, I go ahead with the takes. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm afraid that this one might be a clean sweep too. Um, honestly, if it's not a clean sweep, uh, I'll damn near be a little disappointed. Um, <laughs> but we're just going to go uh, six man of the year. Um, oh, yeah. I, for, I didn't even see that on the. Uh... The docket. <laughs> I feel like I feel like either way. I don't. I don't think you put it in, but uh. Uh, we'll let Chota but, start um, with this one. I really didn't think about that. I, um, I got to think. I'm sure I'll probably. It will probably you'll probably guess the same exact guy we're about to say because yeah. if if Chota doesn't say who I think. But, uh, before did. before you say anybody, let me think real quick. All right, you thought. All right, go ahead, Chota. Go ahead. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's Jordan Clarkson. So like, yeah. I don't know. Oh. Like, best team in the West. Uh, he's uh, right. he's coming off the bench, averaging eighteen that. three and two. Um, and his plus minus it isn't crazy, but it's like plus minus like five coming off the bench, which is like he's doing like he's not just going in like just chucking up shots like a microwave. He's coming in and like just making plays like mm-hmm. and. Uh, I haven't caught too many too many Utah games, so I'm not gonna like sit here and act like I know all the stats. But um, from everything I've seen, he just he's kind of running away with it. Uh, but an honorable mention I had, and this is kind of biased being a Bulls fan, but uh, Thaddeus Young, Thaddeus uh, Johnson, he actually he does like he does great things. Six man, yeah, dude, he co- he comes in and makes plays. I don't know if you're tuning in, but he he's he's not Jordan <laughs> yeah, Clarkson, but. He's not Jordan Clarkson, but uh, definitely someone to look at. It's fourth quarter, fourth quarter, that is a real thing. <laughs> he turns yeah. something on in that fourth quarter, and I mean, you know, it's catching on. I don't know if you saw, but on Basketball Reference, he has a nickname of Thadjik Johnson now. Uh, yeah. Stacy, shout out <laughs> Stacy King for putting uh, putting that on. Um, I like Stacy, but he he kind of that's. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> you gotta chill. It's because you you haven't been watching. You haven't Magic, been watching. There was Magic like a four Johnson. game stretch where he had like at least nine or ten assists in each game. Like he was just killing it. <laughs> oh, um, I don't even know. Um, but like as you said, Jordan Clarkson, he's my guy. Seven a career year, best record in the league, immediate offense. And I heard Marlon slightly say it while he was looking at his stats, but he's shooting ninety six percent from the free throw line. <laughs> it's like, it's like crazy. Like I mean, that's like one missed free throw this whole year. But yeah, one thing yeah. I don't like about Jordan Clarkson, I don't like the way he wears his socks. It's nasty. Well, how does he wear them? Is it way just too like high. tube socks that are LI? They're, they're way too remember, remember how Robin Lopez wore his socks? Oh, is, he wears his socks like that? Yeah. Robin Lopez looks hella goofy. Like he's trying to hide ash. <laughs> like, bro, just moisturize and put on some uh, Nike Elite socks. And the thing is, he had like the ones with the lines on the back, but they were like this. You know, you're supposed to keep your elites like this. <laughs> Robins were like this. <laughs> Follow the yellow brick road outside. That was late. <laughs> so I'm guessing you got Jordan Clarkson too. Yeah, I don't really <laughs> got much to say. Yeah, I, there's, uh, there's, I'm, I'm looking through the teams. I, I tried to go to ESPN and I went to IMDb. I tweaked. Make uh, the movies. <laughs> I was gonna type Jordan Clarkson and see where his movie credits. Are. That'd be but, crazy uh, if he was in a movie too. But yeah, I can't. I'm look. I'm. I'm not looking at rosters. I'm just looking at teams, and I can't really. Uh, there's really no one. Um, I mean, you could have. Yeah. It's a, there's no one really. Yeah, like he's he's actually like a standout. Like he's mm-hmm. he's almost playing like 18 points a game for a, a bench player is, is really good. So. He's playing like Jamal Crawford when he was on the Clippers. Yeah. It's the immediate offense. Last year. Last year. Yeah. 
They, they got a I name. Mont- Montrez is doing pretty good for the Lakers. I He's think. doing okay. His numbers aren't as good as last year, though. He was. I was looking at him, but I just feel like Jordan Clarkson is. Like, yeah, even is Jordan Clarkson. Even if you look at like the Vegas betting right now, <laughs> it's it's insane how much it's in favor of Jordan Clarkson. Um, but yeah, that clean sweep. Um, that one's not really a discussion. I think these three right here, this is where it's gonna be. This is we might we'll be able to have some real discussions here. So you guys want to go? Def- There's three more awards. Wait. Oh yeah, yeah, okay, okay, okay. All right, you want to go? Nice. You want to go DPOY or MIP? We go MIP. I think we go. Uh huh. I was most, gonna say most improved. Yeah, we'll yeah, most, yeah. Most, most improved. improved. All right. Um, so, most improved. I got two guys. Um, I'm gonna start with my. I'm gonna start with. I got. Uh, I got what? two and one. I don't mention. Okay. Um, I'll start. I'll go with my runner-up. Um, my runner-up, killing it this year. Like Honestly, the same as mine. I brought it up. He. Uh, he I knew he was gonna be like an all-star snub. He wasn't gonna make it because his team sucks. Um, but he's having a career season. I mean, career averaging 23, five and three shooting splits of 43, 36 and 88. It's got no help. Well, say that again. What was his shooting splits? 43, 36 and 89. Um, career year. He's got no help. Um, and one thing I actually looked at from last year to this year, he's improved, um, 11 points, two rebounds, 13% from the free throw line and two more assists. And that man is Jeremy Grant of the Detroit Pistons. He's my runner up. Um, honestly, when I used to watch him, when he was back Philly, OKC, I was like, man, this dude's going to be a real good role player. I don't know if you remember, children. I told you I kind of wanted the Bulls to sign him this offseason. Oh, yeah. But I didn't think he was going to get that much money. But he got a bag, 60 something million. He's deserved every single penny. Yeah. That man is killing it this year. Um, so Jeremy Grant's my runner-up for most improved. Um, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up winning the thing. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, did, did you want to give your... No, your, I, I, we could all give our runner-up. Okay. Around. okay. Well, my runner-up is probably going to be your winner, but I'll let you get to that. Um, he's a guy that's... On my fantasy team, as you know, and he's uh, a really good pickup for me this year. But the reason I have him as my runner-up is because I expected him to be good because it's Julius Randle. And even though he's averaging 22, 11, and 6, those are really good numbers, but they're not that much of an improvement from last year. He was still averaging about 19 and 10, something like that. And uh, I think really the the allure of wanting to put him as most improved is because of the improvement of the Knicks. And uh, also, Julius Randle is a really good defensive player, um, just yeah. to note. But uh, uh, it's, uh, the I think that he's doing really well, but I don't think his improvement is nearly as high as uh, someone like a Jeremy Grant. I think it's just working better because the Knicks in, in total are playing together better as a team i agree um, the system change uh, yeah so he's my runner-up and i wanted to give uh honorable mention to uh christian wood mm. um i think he would have been the most improved but he's had that injury yeah and i i told you the other day like honestly he's damn near the mvp of the league he just <laughs> didn't know it because he left and the records haven't won a game since <laughs> He's so, so good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, is he AD now? <laughs> but uh, I guess we just really didn't realize how good he was, or at least how valuable he was. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, my, my runner-up is uh, Julius Randle. But I think that's the most important honorable mention of the day is Christian Wood because he probably would have had it in the bag Yeah. if he didn't get hurt. Go ahead, Chota. Um. So I got three guys. I don't really have a number one. I'd say based off the improvement, I like Christian Wood would take it like with ease because he went from averaging last year like 13 and 6 to now like uh, 23 and 10. Yeah. Uh, and like Marlon just made a great point. The Rockets have not won. Like he, he went into Houston and like took on like that star role, even though they had like that drama with Harden and whatever. Like he's – They were still yeah, that's a few games every time. <laughs> Do you yeah, remember like, opening night? 
<laughs> he put what up 36 mean? opening night. <laughs> yeah. the, dude's, the dude is, he's Which, different. And I was, you know what? Uh, I wasn't too surprised either. No, good. not good. at all. He's, yeah. Because like, even different. on the Pistons, he, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I was surprised pissing the Pistons and bring him back. Uh, but they ended up bringing back, or they ended up bringing in the guy that's probably gonna win it because he's been playing, and that's Jeremy Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, he went from averaging, and he, like you said, he bet on himself. He got a bag. He went from being a role player on a great team in Denver to now being, I mean, you know, best probably the best player this year on a really horrible team. But uh, who knows? Maybe next year he builds off that confidence and they go and get a top pick and actually make some noise. But uh, I think the winner will be Jeremy Grant. Uh, given that he's been playing and he's, you know, he's been the main option on his first year in Detroit. Christian Wood, I think, will get that uh, runner up unless he comes back and starts killing again. Then I think he takes that one. But uh, yeah. another guy that's games left in the season. Yeah, and another guy that uh, probably is definitely not in this conversation, but it has improved. Uh, it's definitely uh, Boucher in Toronto. Yeah, uh, like because they lost well, a lot of pieces. <laughs> Because <laughs> they lost like uh, they lost so many people. Like they lost Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka. Like obviously Kawhi left. Like whatever to LA, and like he's you know he stepped up. He's not averaging crazy numbers, but he's definitely like he went from like a G League standout to now he's like you know <laughs> he has some games Toronto. too. Yeah, <laughs> where it's just you need this. Like, you need to relax. You're you're playing too good. They're gonna expect <laughs> yeah. this of you now. Another another yeah. idiot's form. He shoots. He shoots like he's mad. Like he's like hella sassy. Uh, he shoots like Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, he shoots out like Jalen Ramsey. <laughs> Jalen, he's like stop. <laughs> Jalen Ramsey, super sassy. Um, hey Marlon, I think you're fro- oh, you're back. Um, my bad. You guys, you guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> your connection is unstable. You're unstable. Um, but my winner, you guys, you guys are both good. Said Can you hear me? Testing, yeah, testing. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Um, my winner that I have, Christian Side Wood. Bug. Christian Wood. Yeah. Uh, um, he's averaging you know 23 and 10, shooting splits of 55, 42. His free throw percentage ain't that high. I'm not gonna lie, it's at 68. Quick, quick question. Go ahead. Um, is there like a? Do you know when he's expected to return? After the All Star break. Oh, okay, okay. I um, didn't. I thought he had a more serious injury, so I I just assumed he wasn't playing for the rest of the season. So. No, I, it was just a really bad it, ankle sprain. Um, but he's been out like a month now, so they yeah. said he should be I back after All Star break. He could, he could be. So what I had, you know, like you guys both said, it the injury is probably going to cost him in the end. It, but if he comes back and plays the way he was playing, I mean, dude was probably going to be an All Star. Um, with his numbers, I mean, I voted for him as an all star, doesn't really matter, he wasn't going to make it in that vote, anyways. But I thought, I think the coaches were definitely going to give him some looks as like one of the last guys off the bench. Um, but like you said, like last year, he's, he's up nine points per game, four rebounds, and his three point percentage went up four percent. He's just Christian was just built different. Um, and honestly, like you said, you know, the Pistons replaced him with Jeremy Grant. It's not a bad replacement when you got two guys that are going to be the most improved player this year, just different styles, styles of play. And we got a good glance of Jeremy Grant when he killed the Bulls when we ended up winning the game, but went off for 40 something in the game and he couldn't miss a shot. So it is, it is different. And the Rockets actually just lost their 12 straight game. So uh, Christian Wood for most improved. Marlon, did you say your winner yet? Straight. No, I didn't say my winner yet. Um, I had Jeremy Grant. I didn't uh, include Christian Wood. That's why I gave him an honorable mention. I I think he just missed too many games so far. Like, I think he can still catch up. I think there's mm-hmm. enough games left in the season. But also, I still think uh, Jeremy Grant, he's he's my winner. I think he uh, his numbers are too good, and I think he's playing too, much, too many more games to not win most improves. Uh, but I do think um, – if the Rockets actually improve a lot more when Christian Wood comes back, that and even though Jeremy Grant has been playing every game, they have a horrible record. So I think if Christian Wood comes back and he actually affects winning more so than just improvement in stats, I think he can win uh, most improved. But uh, I got Jeremy Grant for now. What if he um, comes back and they win 12 in a row? <laughs> Hello, match. And, an MVP. <laughs> That's never uh, – uh, they'll be in the playoffs at that point, I think. He's but, um, Do you guys – do you guys have – I'm the only one who mentioned Julius Randle. Do you guys have him in your top 
or no? I go ahead, Jordan. No, I mean I, I didn't have him in a most improved because I felt like he was I felt like his numbers were kind of similar. I mean, maybe you can correct me, but I just felt like Yeah, they he were just he's that was he's my reason put, for not putting him in the one. He's just in a better like system. Like yeah, I think yeah. you probably mentioned that. So it's just like I mean, he's a great like he's great. So uh, but it's not a bad pick at all. That that's my exact reasoning. Um it's yeah. just the system. Tibbs actually, you know, believing in him and letting him play his game. He's playing ball like he's back in Kentucky. He's doing the exact same thing he was doing at Kentucky. So he's back at Duke. Do <laughs> <laughs> <Stop. laughs> you remember that? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, it's, it's just mode. Oh, good. Um, we'll, we'll just go over to defensive player of the year now. <laughs> um, you know. <laughs> Um, I feel like I, I think this one's a good debate. I really think that defensive player of the year is a good debate. I don't think I it's think gonna it be. A, too. I don't think it's gonna be a runaway guy because I have one guy. I think, I think. Well, I think it might be a clean sweep, but I think we'll have a good. Uh, I think we'll have a good. Um, I actually have two guys tied it. for the top spot. Um, I couldn't choose between the two. I have one runner up. I let Marlon start it out. Um, but I really think uh, that this one's gonna be a good one. You said you had so you had three guys. I have three so guys tied and one runner up. Yep. I'm interested to to know who the runner up is, unless I have it wrong again. But uh, you want me to start then? I no, I'll go because I think we have. I think my runner up is part of your two, and my runner up is Ben Simmons. Oh no, no, I didn't have him. You didn't mention oh. Ben Simmons. I didn't. That's crazy. <laughs> Uh, you better not have Lou Dort above Ben Simmons. But anyway. <laughs> <want> Lou Dort. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> but anyway, uh, I I want Ben Simmons to win it because he's a less ugly player than Gobert, who I have as the winner. But shout out to Gobert. Like you mentioned last week. Is this our weekly uh, one of Gobert diss? <laughs> no, no I, I just do yeah. that to, to appease you guys. But uh, I... I, I, I I don't, I don't mind Gobert. Um, I think, uh, like you said, he is an all-star because of the defense, kind of. And, like, they have one of the best defensive teams in the league, and it's, he's the foundation of that. So, uh, like, he's the ultimate rim protector. He he gets paid $220 million to protect the rim, and he does it well. So I got him as a defensive player of the year because it's kind of like when Steph won MVP, the – the Warriors were the best offense ever because of him. Like, yeah, it, it wasn't just that he's a great talent. It's he's a great system. Like he he's a system builder. You can build a system around him. I think Rudy Gobert is kind of similar in the in the sense of like defensively, you can actually build around him. But yeah, I have Simmons second. I I think Simmons. I think it's close though. I think it's really close. Uh, Simmons has had some amazing one-on-one performances. Like, he locked down Luka pretty much. He locked down somebody else earlier in the season. I can't remember who it is. I think it might have been Bill. But, like, he he has those games where, like, he, he goes against a really good player, and it's usually a wing player. And he actually kind of shuts him down. So, uh-huh. uh, I think he's the more, um, like, I would rather he win because I think it's it, – it, it sets a good tone of like bringing back perimeter defense, but uh, yeah, bringing back pride and perimeter defense. But I think for now, uh, Gobert might be in first place. Me, yeah, all right. So, um, what's funny is this may seem like I'm dissing him because I made it pretty clear that I did not like him. So, I'm going with my defense player of the year winner, even though he probably won't win. But I'm gonna say this is my who I want to win and I think should win. Because I think this award should go to wing players now, because I feel like wing players get disrespected sometimes as far as the defense goes. But Ben Simmons, I think, should win it. Uh, the dude, I mean, it, he passes the eye test. I mean, his defense numbers don't pop out. I try to do some extensive research to put him over Ben Simmons today, that, or uh, to put him over Rudy Gobert. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't find him. But there are some numbers that stick out as far as his deflections. Uh, he leads the league in them at mm-hmm. 3.9, just getting in the passing lanes and just getting on loose balls at 1.5 a game. Uh, but yeah, like his, he, I feel like this year has, it's 
shown, especially with their record. He just he uses his size to his advantage on these smaller guards that he's guarding. And I think just his ability, like he could switch anything, like with his agility and his length and his strength. Like the dude is he's even bigs. What? I said, yeah, he can switch on bigs too. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hear what he said either. <laughs> uh, and another thing, uh, watching some of his like um, some film on it, his like he just glass cleaning off the glass, just being block here, block here. The dude, he's like he's a shot blocker as a point guard. Like, yeah. Well, technically, you know, whatever he's bigger, whatever you want to call it. But uh, pause. But um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got Ben Simmons winning. So I mean. I mean I, I don't care enough about Rudy Gobert to look it up. I'm sorry to the people that are watching, but like, he's my runner up, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I that's guess. My, that's, that's my hate speech. <laughs> Man, you hate the Stifle Tower. God. Um, yeah. So I'll go with my um, runner up. Uh, I have Joel Embiid. Um, this season, averaging a block and a half, almost a steal and a half per game. He's already an all defensive player. And his block percentage is actually 3.6 um, per 100 percent per 100 possessions. Um, so he's he's killing it this year. He's the anchor of a fantastic. De- I mean, the fact that you have him down low and Ben Simmons on the outside, it's ridiculous defensively. Um, they finally figured out Doc Rivers has been able to help out a lot with that defense um, in Philly as well. Um, I have Embiid. Um, I should have Simmons right behind yeah, Embiid. Um, and my two guys that I have tied for first, I could not go between the two of them. First one, I'll say the obvious, Rudy Gobert. Um, you know, two almost three blocks per game, two point seven to be exact, to be exact. Exact. <laughs> <laughs> um, best team in the league. Um, best defense in the league. His block percentage is seven point two, and his defensive rating is actually uh, minus seven point six. So when he's off the floor, you know, it's just they score a lot more points. Um, the other teams, nobody wants to go down low when they see Rudy Gobert. Um, I mean, I wouldn't either. It's just, I don't, I, I don't like, like, I want to say you guys hate him. Choder hates Rudy Gobert. I don't mind Rudy Gobert. I think Rudy Gobert is someone you could definitely have on a winning team. He's just not worth $220 million. Sorry. Um, you don't pay that to a specialist. You pay that to a superstar. Um, but my other guy I have tied is Miles Turner. Miles Turner is killing it this year defensively. He's averaging three and a half blocks per game, yeah, which is insane. And I think a big reason he doesn't get discussed is the fact that he's on an underrated team with no national pub. No one cares about the Pacers. We're, we're, we're from, you know, we're from Indiana. We hear about the Pacers. People in, you know, whatever, Utah don't hear about the Pacers. Yeah. Like it's it, they're pretty much irrelevant. He's averaging he has he's, he has a nine point four percent block percentage. Do you know how high that is? That's, <laughs> like that's, that's it's insane. It's weird though because he only averages he averages less than seven rebounds a game. It's yeah, like, what but are you he doing down there? Block Just everything. blocking shots. That's it. But <laughs> I, I think and then if you look at this too, he's actually there's like, only been, I don't you know, want the I don't want the rebound. I don't even like, want to block. <laughs> So bonus, you get it. You get the rebound. <laughs> so bonus averages have the rebound. <laughs> but so um Miles Turner. Ew, this year, the ball. <laughs> just let me swat it. <laughs> Look, get away from me. <laughs> Move. He's hella allergic to the ball. <laughs> but he's actually had 94 blocks this season. There's only been like 30 games. <laughs> That's a block. He's just blocking. Did he had like a double digit block game. I know he had like at least eight. eight. It was eight. That's his career high is eight. <laughs> eight blocks a game. <laughs> That's what he was averaging on the season. <laughs> uh, shout out, Paul George. Shout out, Sonny. It's um, all right. It's all right. Shout out, Sonny. I just want to clarify something. I, it, Rudy Gobert, it's not like a personal thing. It just really bothers me that he has like two defensive player of the year awards and Anthony Davis doesn't have any. And that just, I just, I agree with that. I that do just agree doesn't with that. sit right with me. That bothers me. He should have won it last year. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, and it's just, it bothers me. So that's where the hate started. But, uh, sorry. But so I'm he, not, I'm not mad at whoever was it again. Sword. What? 
well, what would you say about Anthony Davis? He should have oh, won a defensive player really of the close. year. Mm. Over, over Giannis? Over Gobert. Over Gobert. Even over Giannis, too. Yeah. Um, I'm not mad at that. I like Giannis, though. Me, too. And um, <laughs> you just don't like <laughs> <laughs> I like Giannis. He can't hey, shoot. Okay. <laughs> I'm just he playing. do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Gobert tells people. He's like, I really play defense. Do something else. That's <laughs> it. He's an over. He's a, he's a more glorified Miles Turner, for being honest. Um, but here we are to the end of the night. The MVP award. Everyone was here to see. Um, You know, I have actually five people, three people tied for third. Yeah. Um, That's that's funny. But yeah, this is actually a a, a tough debate, I think. It is. It's at a point where like, it's like, there's been people losing. Yeah. There's one guy I didn't put in this top five and I think you guys are going to be surprised. Um, so I think, I think I want to, you want me to, you want me to start with my three guys I've tied. Yeah. I think that's a good baseline. Okay. Just Um, to see where, just to see where we're at. The first guy I'm going to say is Steph Curry. Um, averaging 35 and six, 47, 41 and 93, you know, he's put himself back up after last year. Everyone was like, did Dame take it? No, nah, Steph's still the best point guard in the league. Dame's right there behind him. Uh, they're above, he's above 500 with not that much help. If we're being honest in golden state, Draymond's killing it. James Wiseman has been hurt, but Steph has been Steph. He's proven everybody wrong and nobody really cares. Uh, all-star, all-NBA, it's his comeback season. And actually, in February, he was averaging 33 points per game, nearly 34, um, which is insane. Um, February. Oh, for real? Yeah. I feel like he slowed down in February. <laughs> he probably did. Probably January, probably averaged 35. Um, Everyone got used to it. Yeah, that's what it is with Steph. You know, everyone's like, I oh, did this, he did yeah. this. And I, 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 I'll own up. I did that before. I did do that. I didn't like – well, Steph made me really mad last year because I drafted him in fantasy and decided he sat out the whole year. But we won't have to get into fantasy because that's all Marlon does. Um, my second guy I have tied for third is Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell leading the best team in the NBA. Um, you know, we already mentioned Gobert. We already mentioned Quinn. So I'm going to throw Donovan in there. 24, 24 and a half, five and five, 42, 38, and 82. They've won 20 out of their last 23 games. It's the best defense in the NBA. All-star. But the big question mark that I have here, are they going to do this in the second half? And are the Jazz really true contenders? We don't know. They always, something happens in the playoffs. Something always has to happen. But I have Donovan Mitchell making my top five. And right there, also tied for third, I have Damian Lillard. But he's like the top of those three guys that are tied right now. 29-4-8 on 44, 38, and 93. It's the sixth best record in the West. And the big thing that has me sold on him that's higher than the other two, he hasn't had McCullum or Nurkic this year, which has been insane that they're still competing. Um, McCollum's on my fantasy team. He started off averaging like more than a uh, name too. So, but the big thing that I did notice, so you know, I said Dame is averaging twenty nine, um, which is right up there, almost at nearly his career high. Last year was his career high at like thirty. Um, they're fourteen and four when he scores thirty plus points, and they're very under five hundred when he doesn't score, and he's right at twenty nine on the season. So he has to score thirty for them to win because there's really nobody else there. I mean, you know, shout out Mello. Shout out Robert Covington, but they and shout out Gary Trent, but um, they he has to score thirty points for them to really compete, and it's showing how good he is that they're still competing. Those are my three guys that I have tied for third place. I'll go. Um, so I don't. So I didn't like too intensive uh, into the MVP because I have a top two, and it's like the obvious top two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm just going to, I mean, I'll give some honorable mentions just off the dome that I've thought about. Uh, you've already said one, uh, Steph, uh, I knew if he came in healthy, like he was 
they don't like those pieces around him aren't bad. They're just some of them are young, some of them haven't figured out the system. But yeah, his numbers, he's been going crazy. 30 points, like I said, his best point guard in the NBA. Uh sorry, David Millard. But so that's Steph. But um uh Steph's a mention for me. Uh another guy that isn't gonna get talked about like at all because of like the talent that's on his team. But no, I think he's still getting pretty much talked about even though he's new to the team, is James Harden. Like James, yeah. James Harden has came into Brooklyn and just just hooped. Like so like some of the numbers they I've won. seen him put on yeah, from the like from the jump. And that's part of it. Mike D'Antoni being there, uh Katie kind of being out uh for most of the time that James has been there. Um, and Kyrie, like, kind of putting it, screwing his head on straight, <laughs> it seems like, uh, and letting just letting them hoop and letting them win, uh, sitting at second in the East. Like, if he was, if James Harden was on Brooklyn for the beginning of the year, I think he's like top two, like, behind the two obvious, um, MVP candidates. Uh, but you said a couple of good ones, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, because of like where Utah is, he should be in the conversation, but mm-hmm. he definitely won't, he definitely won't, uh, win it and that sucks um i think if kd was healthy he could have been a top candidate for mvp because he was hooping as well um but i won't mention my top two let's see who else <laughs> and i'm just going to shout out a quick bias if the bulls were sitting at the top three seeds that leads to that top mvp spot you're not wrong just, no you're not wrong. they're not but um but no, but yeah, so I got Steph, Harden, uh, and Donovan Mitchell are some of the guys that uh, are in the conversation for MVP. And Nikola Jokic. Um, I feel like he doesn't get enough love. But That was one guy I left sure. out of there. That was one guy I left out. 27 oh, and 10. Surprises. Easy. Yeah, he was he was top two earlier, like in January. Yeah, but they just so, been, they just been trying. You, you want me to just give some, some guys who I don't have in my top two, but I have like I think we all have the same top two. I think we all have the exact same two. I don't think we do. Really? I don't think we do because, yeah, I don't think we do. Uh, Um, Well, here, just uh, like, how many do you have? I only have two guys that I put. Well, yeah, just go ahead and give like a couple people you think should get some love, but you think aren't going to win, and then we'll just get into that. I think I should just give my my guys. Just give your second guy. uh, Give your second guy. So my second guy who I have is my honorable mention because it's been a really close race because all the guys you named are like really close in like, it's really a toss up like Dame and Steph, they have similar records, but Steph's numbers are a little bit better, but their team is both similarly not that great, but they both have above 500 records in the tough Western conference. Those are like two really close players. So it's like, who do you go with from there? And then you got Jokic, you guys both uh, left out of your bottom three and he might be above Damon Steph. His numbers are crazy. He has the second highest PR in the league. Um, So it's a really tough uh, like race, but, I think over this past month, the guy who comes to mind, and I think he was kind of like a dark horse. You guys talked about him a little bit, but I got James Harden second, and I think he's really close to being uh, MVP, like the actual MVP right now. Um, so yeah, I have him second because uh, when he was playing, when, they, when he was playing the Mavericks the other day, this was coming off of an eight-game winning streak. He had like 25 and six in the first half. And uh, one of the stats that popped up on the screen was that he's actually averaging the most points scored and assisted in the entire league. Um, He's leading the league in assists. And uh, he's, he came to Brooklyn without any practices and won a game and dropped a triple double. And like those numbers have been pretty consistent since he's been there and heck, come off an eight-game winning streak where they played really good teams. They played the Lakers. They beat the Clippers twice. And one of the games that yeah, I think the Clippers were at four straight. So, and, uh, and he's, and when you look at the team, he's like the centerpiece. He's the one making all the decisions. His usage rate has dropped dramatically, but he's, he's still leading the league in the most points uh, scored and assisted. So um, I think with that, uh, I think he's. Uh, I think he kind of surpassed all the other guys that we talked about mm-hmm. because the Nets have gone on a crazy run and now they're second in the West. I mean, in the East, 
And I think that has a lot to do with him because he's the only one that's actually played every game since he's been there. Which is crazy to think about. I mean, he missed one game, but yeah. It's crazy to think about. Yeah, and... But when you think about it, he's been reliable throughout his career. Like, oh, really oh yeah. I'm like saying um, conditioning-wise. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, to think, yeah. Um, he's actually played, every, like, almost every mm-hmm. single game. I think he missed one game where Kyrie was the only one playing. Yeah. But, yeah, like, so – and and they've gotten better. Like, even KD has missed a lot of games, but they're, they still were winning. Like, most of the games in that win streak were without him. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, – when you look at the team, he's the one making the move. Like, he's the one bringing the ball up before he's the point guard. He's a facilitator. And they're just really using Kyrie as a weapon. Uh, so, I just think uh, I think that if he keeps on this pace, he'll be the MVP. Um, and then my MVP is – did you have a point? I, I haven't I gone wanna, my second yet. I haven't gone my second yet. I, just oh, I wanted, thought you wanted me to just give my, both of mine. I, I just wanted to follow you up on James Harden. Go ahead. Or you made your next point. I just think, I think why that team is working so well, and this, you guys can argue with me that maybe this is a little bit off, but James Harden has a lot of experience being like the one man show and like making the place for his team. And like he's no one man show in Brooklyn. Like that's not what I'm saying at all. It's just like he's so used to having like just coming in and just like, like being the, the system, getting guys involved, scoring, getting buckets himself. And like, if you look at like Kyrie and KD's like career, obviously KD was the man in uh, OKC his first, you know, whatever, eight to 10 years. But like um, him playing in Golden State and like Kyrie playing LeBron and Kevin Love and then playing in Boston where he had to share the ball. I think it helps that like yeah. you have a guy that can run the show. But like you all, these guys also have experience where they have played on super teams. So that, I think that's why it works. It's just like they've all seen it all. So now it's at this point, they just want to win. So it's just like yeah. so shout out to them for just figuring it out. But good, yeah. good candidate for sure. Good hey, go ahead and give your second children. Do you have like a top two? Yeah, I mean, I got I got Joel and uh Joel and Bede's my winner. Um uh I mean it's pretty obvious he's 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 averaging twenty. He's almost. He's averaging like basically thirty and eleven, which is like crazy. One second, and uh, I was getting a phone call. Uh, Averaging thirty and eleven, and they're you know best team in the East. Um, You know defensive, defensive anchor, and like he is very valuable to Philadelphia. Like obviously, like his first couple years coming in the league, he's just like had it. uh, He led the Sixers to the playoffs and things like that. Obviously, Ben Simmons helped, but. um, what was I going to say? I had a point. I just lost it. No, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. I think Joel Embiid should win it, especially because, like, obviously, Braun is putting up the same number, like, the same type of numbers um, and doing what he always does. Um, but I think uh, the media will look at Embiid and maybe give him the nod uh, to win MVP. So that's who I got. I have Embiid winning it um, with what he's done this year's absolutely insane i wouldn't be shocked if he ends up actually getting mvp and defensive player of the year with how well he's been playing you said 30 11 3 52 42 and 85 on his shooting splits they've won four out of the last five best record in the east um i had lebron but with this run and b's been on he jumped him i have lebron as my runner-up um for this year, I think a big reason too. I also had him be jumping LeBron was because of this rough patch that he's gone through without Anthony Davis. That's yeah. where it ended up hurting LeBron in my rankings. Um, they still have the second best record in the West. You know, I had to throw it out there. You know, he's 36 years old, still crazy. He's averaging 25, eight and eight on 50, 35 and 69 and a half on his shooting splits. All still all NBA on the greatest of all time. Um, it's just insane what he's still doing. But with this struggling rough patch he had without Anthony Davis, I have him beat as my MVP as of right now in my midseason awards. I'm with you. Yeah, I have uh, Joel Embiid as my MVP too. And I think some of the points you brought up about LeBron is the reason that I even had Harden passing him is because uh, as Harden was going on this eight-game win streak, LeBron was going on a uh, four-game losing streak. And uh, and I know it's rough, but like that's part of the MVP races. It's so close that it's like, it's really a game by game basis. Um, and uh, twenty five, eight and eight are good numbers, but he uh, he went through a bad slump uh, and uh, shooting in this past month. And um, I think that 
I think I, I I think I might have him like third or fourth, but uh, I don't think his numbers are good enough, and I don't think the the Lakers have been performing well enough to have him top two right now. I honestly um, think I, I can, think I do still think he's the best player in the league though. But I think what could end up hurting Braun is once Davis comes back, if they go on a win streak, it could end up hurting him in the second half because of Davis coming back and them winning. Yeah. Um. The Heat. He, but his, I think KD coming back might affect Harden too. That's why I think but Embiid's going to run away with it. Embiid. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But honestly, it's a it's a it's a good debate. But right now. Um, cause we're definitely going to revisit this at the end of the season before they actually announce the awards. Um, so mm-hmm. we'll keep track of, you know, who we all had winning. Uh, we were all pretty similar, you know, once we got the defensive player of the year and I mean, we still had like the same guys, but like, you know, we had the debate for each one being a little bit different, especially like MVP. I think, you know, there's a good, this is a really close MVP race is where I'm just getting at. Yeah. Um. Especially with like Giannis. Seven guys. Especially with Giannis falling yeah, out. Yeah, Giannis too. I forgot about him. Um. But he's like, you know, he's not even in like the top five really because of that. How much I think he struggling. passed up like Stephen Dame though. I just forgot. I about don't him. think yet. Not yet. Um, I think he has. I think. But what? Basically, the last like four games he's had. But I'm saying that a big thing with Milwaukee, they've been struggling is obviously because they haven't had Holiday. He's been hurt. Yeah. He's just. I'm I think saying they they just won like the last four or five, <laughs> and he's averaging like 36 and. And twelve or something like that. Yeah, but they had, I don't know, they've just been like a disappointment this year, especially of where they've been the last two overall. Um, but yeah, it's definitely gonna be close, and I'm really excited for the second half of the season. Um, honestly, um, with everything going on, especially I'm excited for this next weekend coming up. We finally got All Star break, so I'm thinking next episode we'll be able to just come through, talk about what happened on All Star weekend, and give some predictions for the second half of the season. Um, I'm honestly um, excited too to see what's going to end up happening with some of these other guys. Um, you know, these teams that are like barely competing for these playoff spots. You know, like you said, you got the Bulls, you got Toronto, um, the Heat, Knicks. They're all like it's from the four seed to like the ten seed in the East. It's a game apart. It's yeah. gonna be a fun run in the second the second half of the yeah, season. Um, so we'll, we'll yeah we'll definitely revisit all this. Uh, you guys any got. Any closing words uh, for a step back this just, week? Yeah, uh, you can go first. Just want to say uh, Milwaukee has been on a little bit of a hot streak before we start bashing them. They're, they've won five in a row. Yeah, that's um, what I'm Just wanted to bring that up. But no, uh, I want people that are tuning in, just keep coming. Uh, there's going to be more exciting stuff on the way. Um, yeah, and we're figuring this out. We're new to this podcast stuff, man, but I think week two has definitely been a big old improvement, especially uh, with time and our points and things like that. And uh, just keep on coming, man. Just keep on coming. Okay, we got to ho- talk a little less. Hopefully we got a set Shortness. coming soon. Hopefully that set's coming soon in that show to chill. They go ahead, I just wanted to say, uh, not to bring the mood down, but rest in peace to my uncle Pichon. Uh, he R. passed R. away man. yesterday. I know uh, you met him at my uh, graduation party that one yeah. time. But like, even then, he had a really good positive energy, so I don't want it to be negative or anything, because he was always positive and had good vibes. So yeah, rest in peace. I love you. RP man. Um, rest in peace. Thanks, all you guys, for tuning in um, to this episode of The Step Back for Matt Choder, Marlon Taylor. I'm Robert Geary. Don't forget, check us out every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, anywhere you can check us. You'll Instagram. find us. Instagram, Twitter, underscore Step Back Pod. We'd love to have a follow. Super active. Fun facts MB, of the NBA every single day. Like, subscribe, everything you got to do. Appreciate you guys for checking out. Check y'all next week. Moment of silence for the champions. For those who make going hard a lifestyle. Never wait for nothing. Gotta